Hello, you're about to listen to the movie mixtape with Dirk and Marcy. It's our last episode in the How Have You Not Seen This Mix? And it's a very exciting, fun episode this week. We have Boom and Soaps from Film Hags on, our very dear friends, and they have chosen The Cell from 2000, starring Jennifer Lopez, Vince Vong, and Vincent D'Onofrio. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the mix. I am fan dabby dozy, uh, which is a way of saying I'm all right. Yeah, I'm all right. Yeah, is that like the equivalent of sun cream for I'm oh, all right? Oh Jesus, really? Oh, can't... <laughs> We've been talking for sixty-seven minutes before we got on, and not one mention of sun cream. And as soon as the mics are on, you just vomit that word out. <laughs> well, hello everyone at home. Welcome to episode thirty-two, uh, the final episode in our. How have you not seen this mixtape? Well, this is a special episode, right, Marcy Dale? This is a very, very special episode. We have our dear friends Boom and Soaps on. Hi, Boom. Hi, Soaps. How are you doing? Hello. Hello. So good now that we're with you two lovely people. Um, My day has just gotten like 10 times better now that Mm -hmm. we're talking to you. Correct. I'm so happy you guys are here. I think we've been planning this for a while and it's here. So Yes, we have been planning it for a while and I'm glad that you reminded us that this was coming like <laughs> a couple weeks ago or else I totally would have forgotten because this was planned, I'm pretty oh, sure, yeah. like in July or something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, speaking of reminders, uh, so I knew I had to make a point of this, but we're all in a music league together. So, so we need you to vote this week. Okay, please don't forget. To vote. <laughs> oh, no, that was Grugrux that forgot to vote last week. I'm sorry. No, I, I, have, I have forgotten to submit before and it was the death of me last last yeah. league and fucking dirk came in <laughs> last minute and beat me because i forgot to submit one week and that's the oh only God. reason i lost is because whoa, i forgot well, to submit s- one week lose, you lose that's what they say <laughs> whoa 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 just yeah. because let's settle so, this right so now become, <laughs> just because so few become my nemesis on music league <laughs> and all we care about is defeat each other much like Christian Bale and Hugh Jackman in that film we watched the other day, The Prestige. But let me remind you, I did beat you, didn't I? And I was the winner of that. Yeah, I just don't think it's like a fair win because Uh, there was one week where I did not get to participate. (laughs) And I I just don't think that Mm -hmm. that it counts anymore if I can't participate every week. You didn't participate because you were so, so distracted, (laughs) so distracted. By how far ahead I was of you at the time anyway. And I still beat you by like 11 points. Oh so <sighs> there's every chance, every chance, even if you'd submitted something like, I don't know, Whitney Houston, that <laughs> I would have still, I would have still beaten you. But anyway, you don't we digress. understand how competitive I am, Dirk, <laughs> and how much I hate you. 
<laughs> I'm kidding. I love you. <laughs> I'm just going to send Soph's reminder every day. Like, yeah. please submit, please submit. Thank please you submit. so much, Marcy. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. But what's new with you guys? Anything, any, I mean, you know, Danny may or may not listen to this pod, so you can give Film Hags updates. It's a safe space if you want. Yes. Danny, chill. Uh, yeah, Danny needs to chill. Everyone needs to chill about the film hags. You know, we're coming back. We don't have like a set planned date yet. Life is hectic. And I don't think, I don't think you want the hags doing podcast content when we're not a hundred percent there. You know, you want us in our, in our best state of minds when we're not extremely busy. And when, yes. when we could give it our all. So yeah. we're do- the, the hiatus is for the audience. It's for you. We're yeah. doing it for you guys. And we've <laughs> unintentionally created this bit where we like make announcements uh, of our comeback <laughs> and then just don't come back. And it's kind of badass. So yeah, ro- we're rolling with that. <laughs> it makes the demand that much more, though. Like the demand is there. We see it every week yeah. in that Discord. <laughs> we're like exactly. Game of Thrones winters coming in. We're like co- coming <laughs> soon, but it's going to be like eight seasons. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I don't know so that coffee. if you know that I studied communications in university, <laughs> so I know a thing or two about marketing. So this is all part of our marketing plan. Smart. <laughs> oh my gosh, and wonderful. Well, I, I'm very excited for the return whenever it does happen. <laughs> and I have experienced 99% hag, and it is not good. So I can get it all the way up to 100%, and then, and then just on the public. <laughs> Absolutely. I think that needs well, to be that needs to be a shirt. I've experienced ninety nine percent hag. Yeah, <laughs> and send it to Proto for not finishing the farewell. Yeah. yeah. Oh God, let's not bring that up. Let's not get mathematic today. Okay. Yeah. yeah that's what of all days. For, of all days. <laughs> but anything else? Um, you'd like to promote? I mean, boom. Do you want to talk about synodots at all? Anything fun coming up with synodots? Yeah. So we're also kind of collecting ourselves as well, coming off a hectic summer, <laughs> um, where we were all kind of bouncing around, um, and now the boys are on some like in Vermont. Is that where they are? I don't know. Um, yeah. yeah, it looks nice. I hope nobody gets murdered. But um, yeah, so we're just kind of going with the flow. We are anticipating a comeback definitely sooner than film hags i'm sure but nothing nothing no specific (laughs) dates at this time (laughs) but the the absolute beauty of the internet is that if people are discovering the term film hags for the first time they can go back and they can Mm -hmm. listen to all your episodes and they can get involved in the debate of Stuart little versus (laughs) ratatouille that was a hot one for a little while but all the episodes still is still and never it'll never die it'll never die and just reclaiming that word hag, yeah. bringing it back, oh, yeah. you know, that that's what it's about. And I'm, I stand with you. I stand with you on that. Thank, Thank you, you so much. So much. I, it's, I, I think of it as a mission and yeah. we're still, we're still mm. on that mission. Who of knows course. if we'll, you know, complete it ever, but I want everyone to reclaim their inner hag this week. That's everyone's homework <laughs> this week is reclaim your inner hag. I, I would say that you both have picked a, a very hag movie this oh, week for yeah. us. I would I would say this is very film hags energy, definitely, and I'm I'm very excited that this is the movie you guys have picked for us. But I wanna give a little bit of backstory here before we get into this. So you guys gave us a list. Well you gave me a list and I sent it off to Derek and I was like, 
there is a common theme to all of these movies, and it is Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> so before we say <laughs> we say officially what the movie is, I thought it would just be fun. I know, I know, especially for Boom, I know J-Lo is very important for you, but I just thought we should all go around and just say how we feel about Jennifer Lopez and what she means <gasps> to all of us. This is so. a healing moment. Like, yeah. this is <laughs> like this is what we do in therapy, I feel like. Like, Absolutely. just taking a moment to each talk about J-Lo. Like, that's beautiful. Yeah. All, <laughs> all my... In. My therapy is purely J Lo based. My therapist is like, yeah. "What do you want to talk about today?" I'm like, "J Lo again, <laughs> J Lo at the MTV Awards, J Lo and Hus like always J Lo." <laughs> yes. Well, well, boom! Start us off then. What does Jennifer Lopez mean to oh you? Oh my god! I'm gonna try not to cry. Um, yeah, I'm a notorious J Lo stan, and I have been since I was a little girl. Um. I'd say mostly in, like, a symbolic way. Like, I'm not out here hanging on to, like, every single word J-Lo says or, like, you know, but I, I think just for me, like, what she represents is huge. Um, and I think it started kind of in school, like, when I was younger, you're kind of, like, hitting the puberty era you know, you might think you're, like, a cool, badass kid, but then all of a sudden, like, you know, I don't know, things start happening. You kind of have a little bit of a crisis of confidence. And I feel like everywhere I kind of was at, like, in that process of, like, you know, becoming myself or whatever, JLo was always there somewhere in the media, like, mirroring those experiences, but, like, in a badass way. So, like, mm -hmm. I don't know, I hit... I like one of my best friends in middle school like she like her and I like we were thick girls like she was like a like a black latina from the dominican I like we went to school with a bunch of like serbian and greek people and like we hit puberty and instantly we're just like okay like these are our bodies what the fuck do we do with this and you know you'd be like so concerned about it and wearing baggy clothes or whatever and then you turn on the tv being and see jlo being like i love my butt or like whatever um and then you'd also see her in these different spaces, like also just kind of like the cell for me, like her being like edgy was kind of cool because I thought I was cool because I listened to Blink-182 and like things like that. <laughs> but I also like really loved hip hop and seeing her kind of like flow in and out of those spaces was like an important thing for me because she kind of like represented these kind of areas that... I was interested in and then I grew up and she just continued to be like a bad bitch and like there's an unapologetic energy to her that like is just kind of uh entrancing I would say and yeah you know I I I don't know like it's like she's rich she's famous like whatever there's a lot to criticize for sure but sometimes it just like feels good to like tap into that like girl boss energy almost like yeah I went to oh, yeah. I went to yeah, like I went to see the Woman King the other day. And I think like the the thing about that is like it can be a little bit of a reckless representation of things sometimes because they take it and they're like, okay, like JLo's just like a bad bitch and like that's it. But it's like, no, it's deeper than that. Like, I don't know. I could go on about JLo forever. And you yeah. just like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You just like feel it and you're just like, oh, she's so cool. Anyways. Yeah. Well, so, so what, what does J-Lo mean to you? Can you tell us a little bit about Yeah. That? I mean, so much of it, like, I, I echo Boom, like, almost in, like, all of that, um, everything you've said, Boom. But 
I mean, probably like a lot of us on this call, like pop music was just (laughs) pivotal to my childhood, to my teenagehood. Um, And I feel like I was like raised on pop music and specifically pop music from women growing up. And J-Lo was like undeniably part of that. Like Love Don't Cost a Thing was probably one of my first songs on like one of my first iPods, like just everything J-Lo was. I was also really obsessed with pop culture growing up. Just loved the celeb (laughs) gossip. I've always been slightly obsessed with pop culture and like the force that is J-Lo and Ben Affleck when you're like (laughs) a teen growing up and like just seeing them on that boat together. Oh my God. The fact that they're back together these days. It's just like, she's a perfect entertainer. Like she, yes, I I hate putting people on a pedestal, but like if there's like a pop star pedestal, I will just, I'll put her on it because she's fierce. She doesn't give a fuck. She does what she wants. And she's honestly good at everything she does. Like she is a triple threat. I don't know if she can sing like, that well <laughs> but she can dance like a motherfucker and she's she an can, entertainer she's yeah. an entertainer yeah, for exactly. sure and she's honestly one of the most like underrated singer turned actor i find or like yeah. kind or of that dancer combo. to singer to actor yes yeah. yeah yeah so yeah, yeah she's just always kind of been there in my life yeah. as like a star that yeah. i really admired so and now i feel like when i was younger i really like loved her in the rom-coms that she was in made in manhattan (laughs) monster-in-law like all of those ones but growing up and actually kind of getting into film these past few years and seeing her in things like out of sight and hustlers and the cell you're like holy shit she can really fucking act like she can kill it (laughs) on the screen so yeah she's great she's always been part of my life yeah it is so funny that like you say that though like because like so like 98 is like when her first like what waiting for tonight comes out but then like you get like anacondas and then like out of sight right after that so it like all explodes like at once Mm -hmm. really so it's like once that happens like she's always there but like so it's like get what you say like i always feel like she has been kind of like underrated but i think that's just because of how everyone else looks at her like but she is just she is a survivor like she's always been relevant but then she comes like a phoenix out of the ashes like a like a resurgence like yes constantly um, she's still she's still there though that's like she's been there the whole time but then all of a sudden like something happens like i i have to say like i've really enjoyed um what's going on recently with her because i know i don't know exactly what all happened but when her relationship ended with alex rodriguez she just bounced right back, man. She was like, well, I'm with Ben I'm again. moving on. Yeah. Was, like, that is still, like, the crazy, like, in a good way. Like, yeah. the craziest thing to happen. Now they're married. Yeah. And, like, oh, my gosh, it finally happened. And then just all these movies she's in. Like, I Marry Me made a, a pretty decent amount of money, I think, the beginning of the year. She's got a couple of Netflix movies coming out. And it's just, like, here she is again. And But on top of that, like, what Boom was saying, like, she is so versatile. Like, she's a businesswoman. She is very smart. She can do it all she is just very like i don't know i i can't think of a time in my life when she wasn't apart totally oh my gosh and i don't know like i just so i was in middle school but when her song i'm so sorry i can't think of the title of it but her song with jaw rule when that came out that was like the biggest i'm real moment in our yeah in our little middle school like how cool was she like i know in the music video too and everything and like the outfit she was yeah we've all remember that we've all like well maybe not dirk Dirk, i have no idea how old you are dirk you could literally be like 25 (laughs) or like 45 (laughs) 
I'm just very say... close to one of those numbers. Okay. <laughs> Dirk, Dirk is like J-Lo. He doesn't age. That's yeah. true. That's what I mean. Um, but I feel like we've all, Dirk hopefully included, um, have like gone to like an awkward like school dance or something where we've all like oh bumped to, to J-Lo. So, oh, yeah. Well, Dirk, I don't know if you've done that actually now thinking about it, but <laughs> I can't do math with years. <laughs> <laughs> well, J- J- Lo has always been a bit of a, a bit of a mystery t- to me. In that, I, I kind of see her as this. Um, she's a bit of a Renaissance person, isn't she? In that she can do mm-hmm. so many things, or she does so many things. And I didn't know what came first. What, what you know, was she? Was she like that conversation? Was she an actor who then became a singer, or was she a, a dancer who, who became an actor? And so I was kind of like looking at her timeline. And I was kind of like really surprised to see that the dancing obviously was there first, but then the acting before the singing. And in my head, I had her like as a singer who became an actor, but she did so many films before she kind of really hit it big as a as a singer. And I and, and I think she, you know, I think she is a good pop star, isn't she? You sort of, you sort of, you sort of say maybe she's not, you know, her voice is, but her voice is as good as anybody else's. And I think like her song "Play," like I had, I that was one of my first songs. I yes. <laughs> downloaded legally off the internet and and I, and I must we must have had that on, I lived with boys and we must have had that on rotation in the house <laughs> that song was times. oh it was an absolute banger and Still my sis, sister brings this up to me all the time but mm-hmm. like I was super into like dancing and and pop culture and all that stuff and after school I would like I made up a dance to that song and I made my sister like do it with me and we would have like very serious like practice time where I was like we are Mm -hmm. you know like get on your mark we're about to dance and she brings that up all the time I wish we could remember like we were talking about it the other day actually I was like I wish we could remember like the choreography I'm sure it was terrible and we just looked like we were like flailing around but you can't not dance to play no, and yeah. but and I think the vibe that she brings with her is of professionalism, like as well. Like she takes mm-hmm. it all so seriously because you know it is work, and she is doing work. And I think that's maybe um, why you had to take it so seriously, Boom. Right? Maybe because you had to live up to the live up yeah. to the mantra. You know, JLo like J-Lo works hard. Listening. I work hard. Yeah, exactly. yeah. That's it. That is it. She works hard, and I think you get this sensation that she's worked for everything that she's got. And and she's oh, 100%. Earned it, hasn't she? Nothing mm-hmm. nothing has been she's not the type of person who has who who through Hollywood nepotism has, has, has come into something. She's worked and worked and worked. worked. And yeah, she's 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 blessed with certain attributes that help yeah. with that. She's a very beautiful woman. Um, oh, yeah. but you know, there's a lot of work that has gone on to get her to where she totally. is now. Yeah, even like for hustlers, I mean, I wish we could talk more about hustlers during this episode, but I feel like most people have seen it. But she, like, learned how to pole dance, and she was, like, fucking killing it on the pole. Like, there's, like, videos of behind the scenes of her, like, training for hustlers, and it is some of the most incredible athleticism you'll ever see. (laughs) Yeah. You can... And, like... Yeah. Oh, sorry, Boom. Go ahead, yeah. No, you go ahead, Marcy. I was just gonna say, like, that movie, to me, is synonymous with her Super Bowl halftime show, too. And the effort and everything that went into that. I think that's the last time I actually watched a Super Bowl, too. And, I mean, I know Shakira was there as well. But, I mean, they both were just, like, I mean, on the so, same level. So, yeah. And, and, and that, to me, like, that movie and that time was just, 
Because I know she was like campaigning really hard, and that's why she she did the Super Bowl um, halftime show. And it was in Miami too, which I know is like a second home for her as well. So that's um I can't remember. I think that she might have helped build that stadium too, because she does she owns like part of one of the baseball teams that they oh. play in the same um, arena as the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, that's what I mean. She's like a crazy businesswoman. Like yeah. it was when she was still married to Mark Anthony, but they I think they own a little bit of the Marlins. I don't know. Catcher or Ian's probably like yelling like what? No, that's not. It's <laughs> She's had some epic romances. Like I feel like she's had some like very epic romances, and I'm glad that like it's you know she's gotten to this point. Oh god, this is so cheesy. But I'm I feel like she seems genuinely happy with Ben Affleck, and Ben Affleck seems a little bit happier than his usual (laughs) thing he does. You know? (laughs) Oh my god! I, I really. I really look at, like, I know he and Jennifer Gardner were, yeah, they were happy, but I, at that same time, you know, she's with Mark Anthony, and I think those were both really good relationships for both of them, but they've just changed as people, and the fact that they've found their way, you know, I think she's a little, he's definitely a lot healthier now, she probably had to go through some things, but it's 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 incredible yeah. that they're, they're back together, and they're married yeah. now, and, like, that to me has just been, like, yeah, the last couple years of that, watching that all happen, it was like, oh I, my gosh, I, I can't believe it. I feel like maybe when they first got together, JLo, it was like the epitome of like, I can fix him. And then she just never gave up. She's just like, I I swear to God, I will fix this man. And it seems like maybe now she has. Uh, I wonder if she got rid of the back tattoo, though, if she was able to. Yikes. Who knows? Honestly, they're probably probably rich enough that he probably got like new skin or something. Who knows? Oh my god. Oh, wait. Perfect segue. Speaking of new skin. Yeah. The movie. You're welcome. The movie we're talking about this week. Sorry. Is 2000s The Cell, which is just, I mean. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Marcy. I'm so perfect sorry. Skin. I, a perfect skin. You know, we're on par. We're doing it. This is like the grossest segue ever. <laughs> You're welcome, Oh my gosh. So yes, you you both gave us a list of JLo movies. And it was kind of hard where it was like, Dirk had seen one, but I hadn't seen one. And then it was kind of like same with me. But then like Dirk was like, you know what, I saw the cell when it first came out. I really don't remember a lot of it. And I said, well, I've never seen it. So let's reach out and see like what they think. And then boom was immediately like, yes, this is so amazing. Absolutely. (laughs) Yes. Thank you. We'll take it. (laughs) And Honestly, honestly, like, I am just so happy this is the movie that you're both on here to talk about, because I expect nothing less, you know what I mean? Like, this is a wild ride, and this is going to be so much fun to talk about. This is a huge moment in my podcasting life, I'd say. (laughs) I hope I can do, although when you asked me about JLo, like, my brain literally just broke down, so I'm like, I hope I can make it through this episode without just, like, passing away, but. Is this your first JLo pod? Yeah, this is, is our first JLo movie. Yeah. yeah. Is it Booms? Is it Booms? First? Yeah. Wait, Booms? Yeah. No, I think this, this is a big my, moment. Yeah, this is my first time, like, in full detail discussing a JLo it's, movie. Oh, my God. Whoa, 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 whoa. Is Anaconda not oh. in the Criterion? <laughs> it should be. It's actually sleeve number one, Dirk. Thanks for asking. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the Criterion oh is. I've got no clue. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> 
man. That's incredible. Oh, I hope, I hope to goodness, like, you guys do, like, a J-Lo month on Cinemas or Filmax. It'll happen. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure you can make a connection quite easily to oh, yeah. a lot of different, yeah. yeah. Boom is you so can make good at that, that. happen. I, I love that, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, thank yeah. you so much. If Venom works, you can make anything yeah. I can I can find an in for Venom to connect it to any movie that's ever ever existed. <laughs> I love it. Well, Dirk, I think you were nice enough to write a synopsis oh, boy. of the movie. Mm-hmm. So why don't you get us started and then we'll start talking about this uh this insane movie. <laughs> yeah, so do we do yeah, so this is the cell. What is it from? Two thousand, right? Two thousand, okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is the synopsis of the movie. Hi, Catherine here, former social worker, now inexperienced child psychologist and star of the hit movie, The Cell. Jobs, am I right? Always making you do things you don't want to do, like take a boatload of drugs, strap on a skin-tight bodysuit that can be best described as ribbed for her pleasure, and literally journey into the mind of a catatonic, schizophrenic, masochistic, sexual-abusing serial killer. (laughs) <laughs> All in the hope of finding his most recent victim before she drowns in an automated Perspex prison cube. Woo! Anyways, <laughs> there I was minding me on beeswax looking amazing in a wedding dress. Just stood around in a desert trying to get this eight-year-old boy to wake up out of his coma when all of a sudden... <laughs> Vince Vaughn walks in looking all like Vince Vaughn, but wearing a tie, and it turns out he's from the FBI, and he wants me to do that whole mind invasion thingy. Somehow I agreed to it. So let's hope the mind of a catatonic, schizophrenic, masochistic, sexual abusing serial killer ain't as bad as it sounds. And I think we can all agree. Let's hope that Vince Vaughn doesn't decide to slide into a rib bodysuit as well, in a vain and unnecessary attempt to, air quotes, save me, men. Am I right, ladies? But for now, that's it. Hopefully, there's no torture. Love you, bye. (laughs) That is so great. Amazing. Perfect. (laughs) Now you understand why it's just laughing. Oh, it was hard to keep it together. That was amazing. This is the cell from the year 2000, the future, <laughs> and it's directed by Tarsem Singh, and it's starring Jennifer Lopez, Vince Vaughn, and you say this name, Vincent D'Onofrio. Don- Actually, D'Onofrio. Thank you. That's my Italian kicking in there. Ooh. All those, all those <laughs> trips to Bologna paying off. JK, I just said what Marcy said. I didn't know how to pronounce it. <laughs> It was better than Jared Leto in House of Gucci. You did it, boo. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. I need to know. Well, you're, we're going to talk about the movie, but what is it about this movie? Why should people watch this movie? Um, I am very ashamed to say that I have not seen this movie. If you want, I can tell you. I just... One of the I, seven I just films just Marcy has never seen. One of the seven movies I have not seen. <laughs> um, I'll just, like, backtrack to this time... So I feel like this would have been a good movie for friends to rent for a sleepover. Oh, yeah. But That's I think, very I think specific. Did, well, you know, like 
horror movies were always the go-to for i think when you guys covered the ring yeah on film hags i was like that's what we watched at sleepovers over and yeah. over that whole 100%. year that movie came out I remember, but this feels like one that we just kind of missed. But I think I just remember this coming out and people being kind of like it not what people were expecting. And I just remember hearing that it was not good from a lot of people. And then I just decided to never check it out. But then it's like, oh, you check it out and you're like, whoa, okay. Like, I think people just were expecting something completely different, especially from Jennifer Lopez. And I mean, Vincent D'Onofrio is kind of relevant. I mean, he, I think what Men in Black was like the biggest thing he had done no. at that time. Law and like, Order. What? Isn't he full, a Law and Order? Full, Adventures in Babysitting. I've never full seen Law jacket. and Order, so. Full male jacket. I've never seen Full Metal Jacket either. <gasps> this is just a big can of worms for me. I'm just, oh gosh. And then Vince Vaughn, I think Swingers was pretty big, but this what? is like weird pretty Vince big? Vaughn time. <laughs> Yeah. Swingers was Am I big? just like digging a hole for myself right now? Oh my gosh. But please, please, boom and so tell tell us why people need to see this movie, please. I'll I'll pass the the mic to to Boom because I feel like I I only watched it for the first time. I think it was this year when Boom came over. Yeah, one it was night in May. We just, yeah, we just oh, wanted to watch wow. something and I together. Like, I had been trying to get you to watch this movie forever. Yeah, and yeah. I finally. It was finally happening, and I was, like, nervous because I'm just, like, so, like, that's my opinionated woman, and it's, like, if if something's not flying, it's really not flying, and, and based on subject matter and everything, I was, like, it, it could mm. be either or, and I feel like I was less so watching the movie than just kind of, like, watching it's Sophie true. watch the movie, like, just it's being, like, true. oh, my God, what is she thinking? I felt but, you staring at me that entire time. Yeah. <laughs> the entire runtime, I, I, like, I felt her just, like, looking at, you at me. And, I was, like, staring at her and then also, like, reciting the words of the movie. I was like, Mucky Luck is the boogeyman. Um. Yeah. yeah, she really did. She, yeah, just the, my experience watching it was amazing because I was watching it, boom, and we always have fun when we watch movies. Yeah. Together. But, um, yeah, I was nervous, too, because I didn't, it's always bad, like, not liking a movie that one of your close friends really likes or anyone that you know, it's, like, their movie, but... I, I like it. I, I, yeah. I like it just fine. But I, I think for the purpose of this question, boom, I'll let you go as to oh, why thank you everyone so much. should see this. Yeah. I mean, I this movie has like been fully imprinted on me from like a young age. I probably watched it way too young. And my like introduction to it was renting. So it's kind of funny that you like I mean, obviously, that's how everybody, like, watched movies in 2000. They rented them. <laughs> but I think it was, like, a sick day from school. And I went down. We lived above a corner store. And I went down to the store to, like, rent a movie. And I just see J-Lo on the cover of this. Maybe I'm, like, 12 years old. I don't know. Like, I saw it. Like, the first time I saw it was, like, a few years after it came out. Um, And I put it on. And it's an absolute mindfuck of a movie. It's kind of scary. But I still thought it was so cool. Um, and I loved JLo at that point in time. So I was just like, this is interesting. Um, and it, as much as it's like a, a mind fucking like very goes to a lot of different places and the subject matter is a lot, it's still relatively palatable for like a young person to kind of comprehend and understand like the baseline narrative. Um, but the reason I think people should watch this film is a for everything y'all were saying before about how JLo can as much as she's an absolute icon, um, like unstoppable, she is underrated because people see, you know, 
I don't know. She's just one of those people that like people like to tear down and not take particularly seriously. But I think this is a film where she really shows off her acting chops and her versatility and, and her ability to kind of like move in different spaces, like I said before. But then on, on top of that, this film is so representative of like a specific period of time in pop culture and in cinema um, just based on, I mean, Tarsum Singh ahead, like, I'm not too sure if he had done the fall. No, he hadn't done the fall yet, but like strictly like v- music video director. Um, and then you have this also coming off of like Silence of the Lambs and like Seven and movies like that, like the were really the Matrix. Yeah. Like getting kind of like into these psychological thrillers and then also this like cyber punk kind of vibe that's like happening with the matrix um and what i love about this film is it takes those kind of worlds and just like mashes them together into this like absolutely wild movie um a a lot of people have varying opinions on it i think it's incredible um and just so representative of like the year 2000 (laughs) and i think that's why people should watch it because it's just like i i love that boom yeah as soon as it started i just felt seven like that's all i could think about especially when he's in that like desert when you first see like vincent d'onofrio's character i mean um and then yeah silence of the lambs a lot and then i i guess i was thinking matrix but it wasn't until you said it like so if you said matrix and it was like oh yeah that's right like definitely that is all going on too so it definitely is a time piece and it definitely um, you know, captures what was very popular at that time, and it it's a it's a crazy <laughs> like you said. It combines all of these things into one movie, and it's crazy. yeah, it's giving a lot. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like it plays well. I feel yeah. like it plays with your expectations, though. Like you were sort of saying, boom, or you know, people expect a certain thing maybe from it because maybe they they do think this is silence of the lambs done a, a different way and that's what you get for the first whatever 20 minutes or so 30 minutes but then it just changes doesn't it and then it changes again and i think what's incredible about this film is it does just sort of shift what you were expecting every sort of act it seems to be noticeably different and mm-hmm. it unsettles you and it is an unsettling film and i think maybe that that's why it can definitely leave you um dissatisfied but it's not very, mm-hmm. you know. There are people that do not like this this film. I loved it, on especially yeah. now. Definitely now, as a, an older guy, I haven't watched it since I saw it, you know, in in the cinema. But watching it um, this week, I was I was in love with it. I think it's incredible. Yeah. Um, but like, it's just the way that it, it narratively moves around and jumps around, and what you get in different sections. I think that can be unsettling, even beyond just the subject matter, which yeah is 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 a thing and it's interesting too because it's like so of its time like i was saying but i think like it wasn't highly critically acclaimed like i think also people weren't ready for it like it kind of came out and people were like what do we do with this um because the narrative is like wild how did they market this like i i I haven't i should go look at like a trailer or something i haven't done that but i just like how do you market a movie like this at a time like the well, 2000s I, think, I don't know I, I think it was very marketed around j-lo it was you know oh was front, it yeah okay. she's front she's front and center but like if you think about so sort of some of the costume designs in this and the way people look mm. you, you know you, you can capture you can capture some of these 
uh, in- incredible set pieces and trailers, I think, as well. So, I mean, it was very much, I think, based around some of the scenes that we see later on um, and the way that Jennifer Lopez looks through the oh. movie. It, it was a she bit like an MTV, a bit like an MTV sort of uh, vignette, maybe. That makes Sorry, sense. So. It's funny, like that you talk about like the trailer because I remember seeing this trailer vividly the first time because it was so like, what is going on in this movie? And I just had always assumed that it was like set in the future, mm. um, which I guess maybe like the therapy aspect of it kind of is like those spotty suits they go into. I don't know. I don't know, but. Um, so watching it for the first time, it was like, oh my gosh, no, they're just going into other people's minds. Mm. And that crazy world you see is that person's mind. And I mean, yeah, it, it, this movie has a very art house feel to yes. it. And I, I feel like a big movie like this with like Jennifer Lopez is a big star at the time. I don't think people, like I said, are expecting art house or like that much creativity. I think they wanted like a straightforward story. And it's like, oh, no, you're not getting that with this. And and like, I think like you're right, Boom, like just over time, just like most cult movies, like you, you realize what it actually is and then the appreciation for it can happen. And then it, it gets its following and like its fans and, yeah. and everything. It's sad that it's, it's not right instantly, but a lot of great movies like are not instantly like beloved. It's it's over time that you realize like wow, this movie is actually really crazy, really creative. This guy had all of these ideas and was able to like put it into like smartly put it into like someone's mind. Yeah. So it's not like unbelievable. Like you could believe somebody is that messed up that that's what they're thinking. <laughs> yeah. You know. Well, <laughs> when you yeah, so we're talking about somebody being that messed up. That's the serial killer we're talking about. So so yeah. Jennifer oh, yeah. Lopez's character Catherine is this psychologist who is doing this experimental technique. She's the person who delivers this technique and she's trying to get this young boy out of a coma who's got this certain type of schizophrenia. Then this serial killer, yeah, he comes along. He's got this same type of schizophrenia, but he goes catatonic after the FBI find him. So he's wheeled into this room, and they want Jennifer Lopez to go into his brain to try and find out the location of his victim who's slowly drowning to death. So that's the setup Mm -hmm. for, like, the second two-thirds of the film. But what we've seen before then, we've seen this bloody serial killer. Oh, my goodness. I mean, I don't know if I... (laughs) sinister (laughs) i i I almost feel like that's what i'm I'm so sorry boom i'm gonna say something that i don't really love about the movie i do feel like the the serial killer aspect like the 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 storyline kind of takes me out of the amazingness of everything else that's going on in the movie and i don't know i wish there was just another way to like do this exact story but not in a serial killer's mind if that makes sense like i don't know if i particularly loved like painting like a schizophrenic person is like this like kind of like extremely violent you know they just like really focus on the fact that it's like she's only going into schizophrenic's mind you know so that's the one thing i'm like i don't know the serial killer part kind of just takes me out of it sometimes but Mm -hmm. um but when she's actually in the people's minds like i love it like it's just Mm -hmm. visually so amazing and so creative but i don't know there's just i i guess i just didn't need the like seven-esque side of it yeah i think i think i think that one of the things i get from this though just to counterpoint that a little bit is that it's not just about um this the uh, her going in to find 
the the location of the the next victim she actually recognizes and stays and and tries to to kind of help him deal with his childhood yeah. trauma and there's that that acknowledgement that this is a broken man because of what's happened to him totally his life that, which i think yeah. which 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 surprised me that that was in there because you don't normally get that do you you That's don't true. normally get like that no you don't normally get that and then we see we see him as a child and we see what he had to go through well yeah what he went through and the trauma that he had and 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 she goes back to try and save him in some way yeah. or you're right so, so so there's that element of at least which i feel feel like is kind of um progressive maybe for yeah. certainly it is. Bad time. these type of films these type of films. yeah I, I think, do think what, you're right. yeah. Well, just to kind of go on off of what you were both saying, I think this is what I was trying to, when I was jumbling all my words trying to talk about jail early. You're to kind of like say about like the kind of girl bossification of certain storylines and things like that. So I always enjoyed that or liked that there was this like empathetic, compassionate side to this film where it's like you're going in and talking to the inner child and, and reaching that person and understanding that, you know, no matter how these people are represented, you know, it's not like that black and white, there's nuances there. But then also yeah. on the flip side of that, to kind of agree with Sophie, it's like, still becomes this like surface kind of like narrow representation of of it because it's just so much deeper than that but yeah. i think like in the world of cinema especially in the early ta- 2000s it's was pretty like okay that's yeah definitely not something we've seen before which is which was like an exciting part of it but then bringing it to like an audience in 2022 you're like but it's deeper than that but yeah yeah. <laughs> I, yeah no i actually totally agree and now that you two have said that i like i guess i see the empathetic side of it way more i guess i maybe it's just the fact that i just wish maybe he wasn't a serial killer because like also at the yeah. end like he dies oh well, sorry spoiler like doesn't she <laughs> kill him like that was the answer is that like he kind of needed yeah. to like die in the end because he couldn't survive the way he was i don't know well, I think, so, so I understand. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, no, I was, I was just going to say, I, I was just going to understand. Like, I understand where you're coming from, Lur. Like, it's a little bit exhausting watching everything he does, especially, you know, not to quote the, the review from 70 millimeter, but as a woman. Yeah. <laughs> but like, we're like, especially the scene in the parking garage. Like, and I can't believe what a bastard using his dog like that, too. Yeah. Like, you know, like, oh, Made, she hit the dog. Yes. She gets out of the car. But like, I think like, you know, you're just you know again as a woman like you're just always constantly on alert of like parking garages or things like that so it can get very like unsettling or disturbing where it's like that's actually a possibility where somebody could just pick you up in a parking garage and so that is where the unsettling and some of my exhaustion came from this movie was just like oh what are what's happening to these women is awful and it's terrible and you're actually seeing it like in the very beginning the first woman he gets she's not dead yet you know she's still alive in that tank and then i think it's when he like hangs himself above her that's when i was like oh my god no i can't handle this because it was just it was so much and i I read something really interesting that like vincent d'onofrio's wife would not sleep in the same bed with him for like a couple weeks after watching this movie and i was like yeah i'd probably want to divorce yeah oh it it is it goes to deeply disturbing places and it's like before you even enter his mind where you think that's gonna be the worst of it it's it 
there's a lot of disturbing imagery for sure. Like him suspending himself and uh, oh yeah. yeah, that was always a tough. Like I always watch this movie and I'm like, oh my god, love it. But that's always a part where I'm like, oh my god, uh, like cover yeah. my eyes and a little. And that's something that sticks with you. Like, you know, like, that's all I've been thinking about was, like, oh my gosh. And then when you see the rings, like, wait, like, like, no, he's got Ooh. these, like, pierced oh, in his yeah. back. Oh my but god. But then, Why? just, like, some of the brill, like, this, all that stuff is deeply disturbing, but some of the b- brilliance of, like, the imagery that Tarsim and, like, his cinematographer bring into this film and kind of mirror with the real world, the real world, air quotes, to like inside of his mind and it's like in his like so we see him with those rings on his back and then when we first see him in his own mind as like the bad guy these rings are attached to this like insane cape that is like around the whole room like it's just that elevated kind of like i don't like that elevated imagery of it is just even though it's linked to deeply disturbing ideas like absolutely awesome like i was yeah. like so much about it like the in the brain stuff i was just like oh my god this is yeah. so cool yeah. <laughs> yeah my favorite part of like the movies anytime they're in his like subconscious or anytime she goes in um even you yeah. could just see also like there's this kind of like i don't know the like technical term for it but it's kind of like blur not blurry but there's this like tint to it you know this like very like bright like there's, I don't know, so mm. many, like, vivid colors. There's a little bit of, like, a, I don't know, fuzziness to it. And I just, like, I, I really love the look of it. I think that's mm-hmm. the word. It's vivid. It's, it's so, it's yeah. turned up. The dial is turned all the way up, isn't it? You know, on everything. The colors. Yeah. The costumes. Mm-hmm. The sounds. The soundscape yeah. of just, like, these massive just noises that just, it's not even, it's not like, um... It's not a soundtrack. It's just like bloody big noises that happen. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. you know, when somebody walks into the scene, I read, I read that, um, the Tarsim was like, this is an, this is an opera and there's no such thing as a subtle opera. Yeah. yeah. Kind of like, I love that. kind of mantra and you see it. It's like, oh my goodness. It is. Drama here. Just the way that, just the way they move in the dream. Mm-hmm. The way that the, the, the bad guy moves around and it's like a kind of a, coiled jack-in-the-box and yeah it's it's creeping me out now just thinking about it i i think what's so smart about this movie is i know like at the time it was like oh well cgi is like the cool new thing there is from what i could tell very little cgi in this movie so what it is is it's all production design so it's all like tangible and it really like just gets you there like you're you're there with her like when she first goes into i think his name's carl vincent d'onofrio's character i was like get me the hell out of here. <laughs> nope. I would have, like, and then when you first see him, like, you were saying, boom, with the, with the cape, at first you're like, oh, okay, like, that, that's really regal, and there's something about that, but then as soon as he starts talking to her, she's like, no, and she, like, gives the most genuine scream, and she clicks that button, and she gets the hell out Yeah. Of I would have been done. I would have been done after that. I would have been like, we're good. But she goes back, back in, oh. and it's wild. Because her job is herself. never done, and it and it's nope. interesting. Like her character is interesting as well because it's like that strong character, that compassionate character. But it's like as much as her like empathy is and passion are like what kind of makes her awesome and and successful. It's also kind of her undoing because she just can't let it go. But then it's also what saves the day. So I like the complexity of her character there for yeah. sure. 
Oh, yeah. I, and her demeanor is so sweet the whole movie. Like, even though she's going into these mines and, I mean, even helping that little boy in the coma, like, that's that's really dark and, like, I can't imagine. Like, she's having the nightmares and stuff at night. But, like, she she keeps such a sweet, like, temperament, and she never is, like, super angry or anything. She's just very determined to get the job done, and that says a lot about her character, I feel like. Like, she's she's more, like, physically acting than, like, you know, being like, well, I'm I'm here, and I'm going to get this done, and, like, really loud and boisterous about it. It's more about what she she does Mm -hmm. than, yeah. I think that, and I think that really enhances how everything is just in your face later on, doesn't it? She does downplay. It's a very sort of downplayed performance when she's being Catherine in the real world, it, which I liked. I, I liked that because Jennifer Lopez, she's an incredibly beautiful woman, and it's very yeah. easy to just be kind of lured in by that. Yeah. But she's kind of really just is quite good at just kind of just turning down her sexuality. I don't know if I've got that phrasing right, but just like just. That that's taken out of it. She's just this good, really nice person doing her job in a kind of calm, measured way. And then when we get into the the mindscapes later on, and we see there are times when we see um, J Lo's character Catherine as this. I don't know how to describe it. She's like enslaved by the bad guy, and she's wearing all of these kind of red and dark dresses that make her look like a kind of a vixen, like the, like a. I think I read somewhere they were going for like a like a black widow type look and you know the contrast between that works so well because we've what we've had in the first 20 30 minutes i think definitely and it's kind of like that that when she kind of becomes stuck in his head it kind of Mm -hmm. reminds me of some like inception type themes Mm -hmm. you know when you kind of get stuck in that in that limbo place and that's kind of what i feel like in in that scene when she's on the bed and um vince vaughn god that's probably that's probably my favorite scene. So it's like when, when, yeah. when like Vince Vaughn, like a buffoon, throws himself <laughs> into the mind of this serial killer, and he immediately, as soon as he gets there, gets he caught up. J- he immediately wakes up and there's J Lo looking absolutely like she's about to fucking kill you, mate, or something. Yeah. You know, and she's just dressed like oh, I don't know, incredible. She looks devious, everything. Yeah. And and then there's this slow zoom of a camera that just comes right behind them and she's looking directly into the camera yeah. and it creeps me out. It's so freaky. It's and so then, good. Yeah, and then he puts the bag over his head and all that sort of stuff. But what an idiot Vince Vaughn is in this film. Oh my, oh my god. Gosh. Even, like, earlier, whenever I think she first leaves, when she first sees Vincent D'Onofrio and she first leaves, he's like, you need to get back in there, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, it's like, you've never done this. You have yeah. no idea what it's like in there. Like, please, sir, like, calm down. Like, and then I'm glad, like, he kind of gets a taste of his own medicine when he first gets in there. And then the horrific thing that happens so badly. The intestine yeah. scene is, like, that's, like... <laughs> body horror like that is some gross ass shit (laughs) so like this is like before the wave of like torture like porn movies too because like you think about it like saw Saw happens not long after this and then like what was the one with hostel i can't think of it hostel yeah yeah. and it was like oh my gosh like (laughs) and then what he can't remember that really when he wakes up is that what he but he sees the picture no i think he remembers he okay. says he doesn't, okay. but he saw the picture, didn't he? I yeah. mean, if you have your yeah. bowel taken yeah. out and cranked around, I mean, <laughs> I'll probably remember that. 
It's it's always weird to me though. Like so I know Vince Vaughn is like a funny guy, but this is like we were saying a little like earlier, like this is a weird time. Like he had just played Norman Bates in a remake of Psycho and then he's like in this. So it's always uncomfortable for me to see somebody that you know is a very funny person normally screaming in pain and watching something like that happen. So that was a little disturbing. Yeah, for me, where like Jayla's versatile, and you know she can do different weird things like this and different things. But Vince Vaughn to me has just always been like a comedic actor. So watching that, I was like, oh, this is yeah. So I did. I didn't particularly love Vince Vaughn in this. I I don't particularly yeah. love Vince Vaughn in general, but I feel like none of his lines like landed that well. Like I, I just feel like maybe J Lo was just so good that like J Lo with her and- it's just like on another she's on another level. But I just didn't really buy him as this like scrappy detective. The performances given by J Lo and then Vincent D'Onofrio are just incredible. I'd say like, and mm-hmm. he's just kind of not up to par in that sense. Like I've never particularly disliked yeah. his performance in this movie, but I'm like, you can literally take it or leave it. It's, it's yeah. not. <laughs> well, I kind of wish like he didn't have to go in the mind of yeah. the serial killer. I kind of like wish she could have just figured yeah. out herself how to get out of it. Also, you know, I, uh, well, like when he gets in there as well, it all, also kind of throws off the vibe a little bit because all of a sudden it's mm-hmm. this like macho like I gotta find the girl like I gotta get this done energy whereas like there's there was kind of like this delicate energy happening I mean uh, uh, against all the fucked up shit but he he kind of just it's like a bull in a china shop almost like just yeah. kind of like yeah like gotta get it done um yeah but even, like, his rescue of the girl at the end feels so, like, oh, my gosh. Like, well, one, also, why is he by himself in that area? and no one else? But, like, he is so, like, I don't know. Like, if I was that girl drowning and then, like, somebody like him was just trying to hold me after all that, I'd be like, no, sir. I need, I need a minute I need here. some space. Like, I, I, I really just want to be alone. Like, you can sit sit in the room with me that's fine but do not cradle me like a child or like right imagine okay. you're in that tank and you get shot like someone is like shooting a gun in your direction that'd be fucking <laughs> but terrifying the, but the cradling is a specific directorial choice because it's at the same moment that uh, Catherine cradles the bad guy yeah. into the water right so come on come on but I agree. Good show. I was Good a bit show. like Jesus, I'm mate. Just saying, I, if I was that woman yeah. in that tank, that was the last thing I would want. But I, I, I was with you. I was like, Jesus, mate, give us some space. <laughs> nearly, oh nearly gosh. bloody drowned there, mate. Like, Come on. But the man's here to yeah. save you. Don't but, worry. Like, that's what. <laughs> but Vince Vaughn, you can sit down because I will speak up in your defence. I do enjoy Vince Vaughn. Uh, maybe that is because um, swingers hit at the right kind of time in my life, and I think he has, I think he has a natural charm. But I think he is very well cast because he looks just like a man who has not slept for seven weeks. That's true. <laughs> eyes. So physically, he fits the part. I think that he is the third most important person, obviously, in the movie, and yeah, him barging in to the mind is ridiculous. But I think I think we. I think what happens when he when he goes in with 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 said and he and he fails pretty much straight away. I, I mean, I was like, yeah, good. I'm glad yeah. you couldn't do it <laughs> yeah. because that would have been absolutely ridiculous. 
Uh, yeah. but, I, I get, but I think the thing with Catherine is she's slow, she's methodical, she takes her time, she is, she does have empathy. Um, and they didn't have time, and he needed, you know, he needed to go in and just see something. And I mean, the clue he got was a bit abstract, wasn't it? Oh, I've seen that logo somewhere. Oh, and they worked it out, <laughs> like you know, they, they traced it back to a company. I mean, that was a bit, that was a bit Fox Mulder, you know, that they made that kind of leap so 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 quickly. But I yeah, get it. Totally. I understand. I get it. I understand. I mean, he's. But I do like Vince. He, he, I like you, Vince, if you're listening. And how about that, Vince and Vincent in this film? Ooh, bet they had fun on the set, didn't they? All right, Vince. All right, Vincent. And they did that all day, back and forth, back and forth. J-Lo's just taking herself off to a dressing room, just smoking a cigarette while they get done with I that just shit. think J-Lo is like so, like so many levels above Vince Vaughn in so many ways, just <laughs> in life. Yeah, I think that's probably probably fair. Are there any other like standout things, like any moments, anything like we haven't like talked about yet that like really stand out to you, like or like stick with you, whether whether it be grotesque or not, like after watching this movie? Because like I was saying, like there were some things like that. Vincent, I don't know, Vincent D'Onofrio for me just it's one of those actors. Like I feel like he's really underrated. Yeah too where man he is very disturbing in this movie like one of the most disturbing characters i have you think, ever seen do you think he's underrated yeah, i think so i think he's getting a little bit of a kick now again because he's in the mcu but that's because that's the biggest thing on the planet right now mm-hmm. yeah and but you know like this this performance just like i had to watch something funny after i watched this because i couldn't stop thinking about him especially like when he has like the horns and like when oh, he like, wow, looks yeah. her face yeah. and I was like, could you imagine? Oh, oh my god! Yeah, like, just the it, physical level, like the physical embodiment that he's able to get himself to with this character because the character is not like particularly human. It's like very. I mean, they lay it out that it's he sees himself as this like kind of god-like figure but it's like more demonic and like strange than that and i think he just does such a good job of like embodying it and just and really selling it and giving you that kind of like gothic operatic like melodrama that brings this movie up to like a 10 for me um so as much as i love j-lo in this movie like without them kind of playing off each other you you wouldn't have it wouldn't be what it is. Yeah, yeah, totally. Because like, they're both are so I don't want to say, ti- but he's kind of timid in the real world mm-hmm. when he's like out among society, and the fact that like when she's in his mind, like that's that's who he really thinks he is. Those are just two very different performances, and it it takes a lot to like even like we were saying with JLo, that takes a lot to be one person when you're outside of the mind, and then like a completely different person. Um, and I think yeah, I think they're both really just unreal in this movie and i think they're two very like we were saying just two very underrated actors that are giving like not just one good performance but like two very good believable performances and like i said vincent d'onofrio i don't know there's i was even sitting like dan didn't watch it with me but i was like okay so anyways <laughs> this guy is a total creep bag and then this happened terrifying and i don't want to hear anymore about it <laughs> please stop Mercy. Please like stop. i am done here <laughs> he more so than this like 
I'm able to kind of separate him as an actor in this character really well because like I, like I said before, the character is just so its own thing. Uh, but D- Vincent D'Onofrio for me is always the like Thor mechanic from Adventures in Babysitting. I don't yes. know. Yes. Yes. Okay. Thank you, Derek. <laughs> Adventures, so in ba- Adventures in Babysitting. Marcy, have you seen that film? No, I haven't. Yes. How have you as not I said, seen I'm, I'm digging Adding I'm it to the list, baby. I've watched yeah. that film 35 times this week. It's okay. so good. This week. I might actually watch it tonight. Like, now Do, that we're talking we about it, it, I'm like, uh, the joy, right? Are we doing a, are we watching a, an tonight? impromptu <laughs> watch party? Wait, is that, is that Christina Applegate? No! Elizabeth Shue. Elizabeth Shue. Okay, sorry. I'm thinking, don't tell mom the babysitter's dead. No, what <laughs> leaves this place without singing the blues? <laughs> <laughs> so funny oh my god it's a it's a denofrio for me is ed edgar from men in black like oh yeah (laughs) sugar water when he was though i would say when he did his like deeper voice in the mind i was like oh it's the guy from men in black (laughs) 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 but he's such a good actor he is really creepy in men in black he like, is. That's disturbing. Oh man! Like even with the makeup, that that is all him doing that under under there. So. With the twitch, yeah, yeah. like oh yeah, he's oh my he's god. a great physical oh. actor. Yeah, yeah, he is. Oh my gosh! And now he's kingpin, and like I mean, that's a huge like like I mean, he's like bulked up immensely these last couple years too, and he's really good at, at kingpin. So that's what I'm like excited that. I think more people know, like, I think he's one of those that guys. Like, yeah. Where you're like, oh, that guy. 100%. Like, I know him. I think, yeah. I think, yeah. I think he had a really uh, seminal performance in Full Metal Jacket. That's all I'll say on that. You know, <laughs> I, I think that. Another one I haven't seen. This yeah, is really bad. So, <laughs> I mean, he's pretty famous from Full Metal Jacket. I mean, that's all I'll, that's all I'll say. Maybe you should that. do a Vincent D'Onofrio mixtape. <laughs> Wouldn't be the wouldn't be the wouldn't be the worst bloody idea we've ever had. I just keep picking Men in Black though because it's like the, the only one I know. Well, I think we know what I'm picking. Yeah, mm-hmm. best movie ever. You know, you know it. Oh, you know God. it. So crazy. I love it. Well, I, I mean, so anything else? Like either of you want to talk about with this movie? Is there like anything like? I, I feel know. like we've hit on most things. It. Yeah, it's um. It's it's pretty special. I do think if you haven't seen it and you did like any of the movies that we talked about, like The Matrix or Silence of the Lambs or anything or Seven, um, I do think you should check this one out because yeah. it's pretty special yeah. in its own way. And just keep your eyes peeled. Like, pay attention because there's just so much, like, loaded into the imagery, like, we like to talk yeah. about Jordan Peele and his kind of like uh, need to kind of load everything up with meaning and, and stuff. But if you watch this movie and then you watch it again, you kind of catch things that are just very artistic and cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's definitely like it's a fun, messed up movie, if that makes sense. Classic like, fun, messed up movie. Yeah, fun messed up movie. <laughs> That's the best way I can describe it. But I'm I'm excited that I finally got to watch it because like I said, like there is this like vibe around it, like I said, like where it's like, oh, it's not good. And it's just like, no, people at the time I don't think got it. 
And now, like, watching it now, and I'm glad I waited till I was older, because probably, I don't know, like, if I would have watched it when I was younger, it would have been one of those ones where it's like, uh, what is going yeah. on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I definitely have an appreciation for it now than I, I don't think I would have back in the day. So thank you for picking this. This was so exciting yeah. and wild. And I, yeah, I'm so glad this is what you picked for, for this episode. Yeah, I can understand somebody saying they didn't like it. What I couldn't understand is someone saying it was not good. They're two very yeah. different. Yeah, yeah, Thank yeah, you, Dirk. Yeah. This has been a battle I've been battling mm-hmm. my my whole life. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, even just thinking of the baptism scene in the beginning, how it makes that transition, and there are some crazy beautiful shots in this movie. That's where I was like, yeah. "Is this an art house?" Yeah, movie? like I really get that vibe from it. Like, I honestly, like, boom, you know, like. I could see this in the Criterion just because of how, like, yes. abstract it is and the, the chances it takes. And that's what the Criterion is, like, all about. And, I mean, I, I mean, how, how loud would that be? Like, could you imagine the, the artwork on the cover? <laughs> oh, my God. I would die. I would just pass away. <laughs> well, let's cross our fingers. Maybe maybe it'll happen someday. And then you can do it on Sotodots, too. So. Perfect. <laughs> Well, th- well, uh, thank you both so much again for picking this. So one one fun thing we like to do um, every episode now, this was an idea from Ron um, a couple mixes ago, but we like to pick a song that makes you think of this movie or, you know, just something like maybe the vibe of the movie, anything that like helps you relate to the movie. So um, what, what songs did you guys pick? I knew it instantly, like instantly when we said we're doing this, uh, this movie on your podcast. Um, can I go first? So that no one else steals it, because maybe someone else um, will have this one. But um, I'm going to do Wake Me Up Inside by Evanescence. Um, Nice. (laughs) I just feel like Evanescence is such an early aughts band. um, Extremely emo band and the meaning you know wake me up inside i mean it's perfect it's it's, it's perfect. truly perfect mm-hmm. there could have been like a montage in this movie with that song going <laughs> and it fit perfectly oh i love it are we making one of those fan videos to, to yeah. getting clips of this movie? <laughs> please please let's live journals slash whatever is it i think live journal was like specific to maybe our generation and then it was tumblr is that is, yeah is that's right my space yeah, and we had pen and paper. Yeah. <laughs> we wrote down I've our I've heard thoughts. about that. I've heard about pen mm-hmm. and paper. How retro. Yep. Oh, my God. Oh, boy. Well, boo, did, you, um, did you have an easy time picking a song? Did, did you know, like, right away? Kind, kind of. Like, I, it, I was a little bit, like, in my head, I'm just like, what song does go with this movie? Because there's not really anything... Like, the music is awesome. Actually, we didn't talk about that. Like, some of uh, the score is cool with, like, the different vibes. Um, Howard Shore, too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. But there's nothing, like, there's no, like, distinct kind of, like, songs or music in it, which is rare for for early 2000s because it's usually just, like, loaded with kind of studio stuff. But anyways, I chose Losing My Religion by R.E.M. because... Whoa. I think it's just a super fitting song, like the kind of the themes of the song about kind of, like, I don't know, questioning things, losing yourself, that bat, like that inner battle that's very representative. But the music video is actually directed by Tarson Singh, 
Um, oh, nice. Yeah. And if you watch it, actually, there's like, if you actually go and watch a lot of his music videos, like he obviously has a distinct visual style, um, but there's things in it that you'll see kind of represented in the cell almost. He also does like a video for on Vogue where there's like this moment because it's there, there's like the four of them, but there's three of them standing and they like move in this way that's like reminds me exactly of the scene when Vincent Vin, Vince Vaughn goes into the mind and like the women are kind of like sitting there and they like kind of move their heads and are like whispering to, to him I don't know if you remember that but it's just like yeah there's like a musicality to it anyways so yeah losing my religion by REM oh I love that, I love that. that's so clever I I love the tie to the director yeah. too that's so awesome boo. yeah thank you so much well, Dirk, I'll let I'll let you go next because I don't think there's a chance you have my song. Well, you've so already told me what go. song you picked, so I'm... I didn't tell you the song. I just told you. I had oh, I thought you told so... me the song. I have picked from a band called Superorganism. Something for your mind. Do you know that song? I don't know if I know that song. Oh no! Oh, it's so good. It's so catchy. It's like this Australian. I think they're Australian. They're Australian sort of like um, indie pop. I don't know. It's like there was a big song over here. Something for your mind. You, I will add that to the uh, playlist, and you okay, will. Yeah. Marcy never. Marcy never listens to any of these picks that I, well, I choose. Oh, I do. And, <laughs> and then, she never goes back. She never goes back. Did you? Excuse me. <laughs> You guys need, do you have a movie, like, mixtape, mixtape on Spotify, like, that you we link do. in your show notes? We do, boom, yeah. yeah. Here I, I am that. thinking I had a good idea that you already had, because you're both brilliant geniuses. <laughs> Organize that, that was not me. Um, So he, he's the tech one, not, not That's me. That's amazing. I'm the tech one. I mean, that's how bad this podcast is. <laughs> that's how bad I am at saying. <laughs> but uh, the song I picked, so I I did change the song at the last thing, but I I knew the band I wanted to use. They're called Crystal Castles. Ooh, I don't know if yes. Crystal Castles. Sorry, but they're crazy techno. Like I just know they're crazy and fun. And and actually, I went to one of their concerts like years ago, and it is the most insane show I've ever gone to i mean like i i i don't even know oh just my god the craziest stuff happened at the <gasps> show. but it was a lot of fun but i that's what the vibe i got from the, i was like this is just gonna be a crazy movie so i want to pick this crazy fun band but i actually picked my song at the last second i changed it to their song called empathy and what boom was saying earlier was there is empathy to this like jennifer lopez character and into helping, like, not only the little boy in the beginning, but she also wants to help the little boy inside of, like, the serial killer, you know. And um, it's still a pretty crazy, fun song, but there's a sweetness to it, kind of like her character. Oh, and everything nice. So, yeah, nice. Yeah. Nice. Can Love I just it. say something just yeah. before we move on? Uh, something for mm-hmm. Your Mind has 70, and a, 70 million plays on Spotify, so I'm just going to put that out there. This is, you know, that's a, that's a famous song. Okay, Marcy? <laughs> You're looking me in the eyes right now. Dirt. Like, Nobody else knew what it was just... either. Why am I getting thrown under the bus? Because this is typical of your behavior <laughs> at this point in the podcast. Wow. Mm-hmm. That was the whole of England has listened to that song, but not Canada or America. The whole of, the whole of Great Britain, actually, 70 million. Don't Probably not Kent, though. They're, they're too posh for that. <laughs> 
<laughs> they only listen to Ed Sheeran and Kent. Oh my goodness. Well, wonderful picks. I, I'm just very happy. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I think, like, everybody... Well, we'll listen to Dirk's song and see if he if he hit the nail Hold on the head with this, but everyone else did a great job. Hold on, real quick, five seconds. Boom, what's your favorite J Lo song? Go. My oh my god, five <gasps> seconds? Like her entire discography, but probably oh my god, no 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 no. My my brain no, my brain's breaking down. Sorry, go to Sophie, <laughs> come back. Are you even so- a true fan? No, my brain is so overloaded because I love all of her songs. Like, okay, I feel like If You Have My Love is, like, my intro to J-Lo, and it's an iconic song, and I love it. But it's Mm -hmm. just, like, no. There's, like, there's a song for every mood, for every day of the week, you know, for outfits. Like, it's 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 non-specific. Every J-Lo song is is her best. Every single one. Uh, How dare you ask me that? (laughs) Hopefully Soph gives me an actual answer. Go on, Soph. Yeah, mine is like by far love don't cost a thing. It's just, Mm -hmm. I feel like that's Mm -hmm. J-Lo at her best. Like that, well, I don't know. J-Lo's at her best all the time, but um, that's definitely my top. Beautiful. That's a beautiful sentiment. J-Lo is at her best all All the time. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Sorry, J-Lo, for putting that pressure on you. (laughs) (laughs) She would... She would bloody welcome that. She would be like, yeah. Oh, yeah. She'd be like doing yeah. press-ups, one-arm <laughs> press-ups to just like that, that replayed over in her headphones constantly. <laughs> For sure. Well, Dirk, what's your favorite Jayla song? Now Play. you have to answer. Play. No, yeah. Play, mm-hmm. okay. I, w- I would have to say Waiting for Tonight is really good, yeah. but a newer-ish one, I think it's called On the Floor yeah. with her and Bull. Yeah. So she- good. Oh, yeah. That's a really fun song, but that's the other thing, too. She's really good at like, I don't like Pitbull. But when Pitbull's with J-Lo, I'm like, this, Love is, a that. Great yeah. Yeah. Pit- this is a good time. Pitbull <laughs> writes the coattails <laughs> of great pop mm-hmm. stars. He, yeah, he's that. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry if you're listening. <laughs> Sit back down, Pitbull. You just got told. <laughs> right? There we go. Do you know what? If you've got something, hmm. if you've got like a bloody opinion on J-Lo or whatever, why don't you write into us? Do it. Our email address right is now. the movie mixtape pod at gmail.com. And we have an Instagram at the underscore movie mixtape. Don't we, Marcy? We do. And I can never remember their names. So thank God you read them for me. And we had, do you know what? Before we get into um, some other stuff, we had a lovely um, message on the Instagram that got from, oh, right. that yeah. got from somebody who's only, we only know him as Loz. L-O-Z. Well, Loz, you enigmatic person, you. Thank you for sending this message. And I'm going to read it out now. I hope you don't mind. He said, hey, just wanted to say that I heard your episode of Shoplifters and the discussion made me feel almost as much as the film itself. Really amazing episode. You have a new fan. Well, thanks, Loz. And he sent a few other messages. We had a bit of a conversation. You were talking oh, to awesome. me, not yeah. Marcy. Just, just FYI. I'm bad at, at keeping mm-hmm. up with the Instagram. Sorry. <laughs> but so did you log? So did you watch Shoplifters recently? Yeah, I was just gonna say I watched um, Shoplifters recently and then listened to your episode on it, and I agree exactly. What was it? Laws? La- laws? Laws? Yeah. <laughs> um, it's such yeah. a beautiful movie. Oh my god! Um, I watched it because I was getting ready um, to see Broker at TIFF. Um, his new movie, oh, um, yeah. which I don't want to like spoil too much about that because I'm sure it's going to come out. It'll probably come out this year, um, but it's very good. So it's 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 interesting because it's a Korean film, but 
from a Japanese director, and it was his first yeah, South Korean film. Um, but it has Song Kang Ho in it, and uh, if you guys Ooh, like shoplifters, have- yeah. yeah, if you guys like um, shoplifters, you'll you'll definitely like Broker. It it deals with like similar oh, themes so cool. of this like found family type stuff. So oh, yeah, that. highly recommend. Yeah, I'm very excited for that movie and yeah yeah i'm so excited you got to see it and there's good vibes with it so yeah and thanks laws for for just you know what reaching out connecting because that's i think that is what every podcast just hopes for isn't it like you want to oh, kind 100%. of like you want to just kind of connect in some way i think me and marcy when we started doing this one of the aims was to connect almost with each other wasn't it like about what we enjoy mm-hmm. watching it and why we enjoy watching that and the hope was then that, that that then that we would connect with other people because the whole point of it being called a mixtape is to recreate that feeling of sharing something you love with someone else yeah. um, and so it's yeah. it's it's great Loz absolutely made our day made our week made our month when we saw mm-hmm. that message thank you so uh, we, did, we did have uh, a question on Instagram uh, this week which was what is your own personal how have you not seen this movie? So here are some of the <laughs> here is here are some of the answers. Hold on one second. Right. Well, listen. Okay. Here we go. Um, because Marcy sent one in, and it was Seven Samurai, didn't you, Marcy? <gasps> yeah, I did. Yeah, I need to see Seven Samurai. <gasps> <laughs> and, and you I call yourself a cinephile. Just... <laughs> yeah. and... I'm a fake. We've learned. Yeah. And I sent one in, and that was Interstellar, fueled by our prestige. <gasps> conversation and the fact that interstellar came top of letterboxes whatever it is top films ever or something recently didn't it most popular films yeah, yeah. good and for interstellar that's probably me to be honest i watch interstellar yeah. like all the fucking time <laughs> it's in my top four and boom you sent one in that's and yours was fight club right yeah yeah oh wow. don't do it well i'm kidding you might like don't... it you might like it it's it's worth like a, a one. Helena Bonham Carter is very good in yeah. the movie. Oh, I, I like it. I've never heard these opinions before. Like usually, people are like, "What do you mean you haven't watched Fight Club? Get out of, get off the planet." That's what they say. I feel like, like yeah. Fight Club entered the world at the same sort of time as the Matrix, and and like they they they're both in my brain as being kind of pinnacles of cinema at that moment. Fight Club and the Matrix. So I would, you know, I would watch it. Sophs. I'm going to give you two minutes and I'm going to come back to you. All right. No, I already know mine. But oh, okay, I, I go did, for it. Like, it, so if this was maybe a month ago, um, I had not seen Back to the Future yet. Oh, and no. uh, our friends at 70 Millimeter had a meetup um, near Philadelphia in Jenkintown, Pennsylvania. And they like rented out a theater and... Uh, they played Back to the Future. And I was like, oh, I've seen Back to the Future. Like, I know what happens in this. But then watching <laughs> it, I realized that I had only seen the second one growing up. So the entire time I was like, wait, when does he get on a hoverboard? Like, when do they actually go to the future? And then at the end, I'm like, oh, I've never seen Back to the Future. So I feel like that was my big oh my one. God. My, like, big, big blind spot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> well, we got we got other responses. We had one from Jared. Who said Princess Bride? I mean, I do oh. love I do love Princess Bride. Have you seen Princess uh, Bride? It's the, actually the thirty fifth anniversary today. Yeah, it oh, is. Wow. Of, course, um, of course, Marcy yeah. knows stuff like that just off the top of yeah. her head. You know, that's <laughs> a normal thing this, this that Marcy episode. would just say in conversation. Um, <laughs> and then we had and Evelyn said Top Gun. Any of them? Exclamation that's mark. That's wild. Mm-hmm. Will 
Uh, Titanic and Wizard of Oz. Whoa, um, well, unacceptable for both. But you know what? I mean, I've seen a little bit of the Titanic and I switched it off. I, th- I, I, know th- you I, think, I think you're all right not watching that one, don't you? Oh, the, the face boom just pulled, I think it's pulled like, me. So then. you've only seen like the first bit of Titanic? No, I saw like a middle bit where they were teaching, where he was teaching her how to spit off the edge of a boat, and I was like, ah, oh, it's not for me. This. <laughs> okay, uh, they they actually they end up together. That's feminism, in the Women can yeah. spit. They both uh, live. Oh. And they, they both live happily ever after. I am well aware of that boom. The boat, Thank you. Surprise! The boat does not sink. Yeah. <laughs> uh, good friend Beck said "Psycho," which I must presume is the original one, not uh, the one with Vince Vaughn, rather than the Vince Vaughn one, which you know. So slayed into earlier on, I'm sure. Um, so sorry. <laughs> Mikey P said the cell. Boom, that's who said the cell. Mikey P. Mikey yeah, P. Now's, now's yeah. your time, time Mikey P. You know what? Time to change that. You, you got this, bud. Mikey, you know. He has to make art. Yeah, Mikey. So he's going to have yeah, to watch it. Exactly. So. And I would, Mikey- I would love to see a Mikey P like letterbox review of the cell. So beautiful. You know, if not, if not for yourself, for us, Mikey P, mm-hmm. please. And thank you. <laughs> yeah. Ishmael said the thing, one of Marcy's favorites. <gasps> uh-huh. Oh, I love the thing. So and much. Rob said, I think, how am I going to pronounce it? Salo? Salo? Oh, I've heard of it, but I'm not, like, I'm never going to watch I'm it. Think- <laughs> I think it. I think it out of all of That's them. That's the poop movie, right? Ah, Jesus Christ, I don't <laughs> really know. <that. laughs> I'm trying. Is it or is it not the poop movie? Is I that not the emoji movie? The emoji movie. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what it is. No, Salo. I don't know. Salo is. is like about poo. Oh, okay. <laughs> but it's like a criteria. It's like a Criterion movie. But it's like I don't know. Like I've never. I about so poo. <laughs> I just Google it. Like I don't know. I I I. It. I'm gonna stop talking. <laughs> I mean, I'm reading if, if the, that movie about poop can be in the Criterion, why can't the cell be in the Criterion? It all comes full circle. Thank you so much. I'm reading the uh, the synopsis, and it does not sound like it's about poop to me. <laughs> so maybe I've got the wrong film with the same title. I don't know. I I'm pretty okay. Google if Google specifically like is Salo about poop, and then no, <laughs> I won't Google that. Okay, fair, fair, fair. Oh my god. Well, thanks for submitting all of them. I think the most important one to watch out of all that is The Princess Bride. Yeah. No, Titanic. A feel good movie. Well, Titanic for Dirk, too. Yeah. You and Will can have a watch party for it. No, I'm in bed by the time you're all up. Um. And we had, we, do you know what? We had one email as well. It's a bloody banner oh, week this really... week. Jesus, Mary, Joseph. Wow. Uh, let me try and find it. Um, so, yeah, if you want to send an email <laughs> telling us your favorite JLo song or. Or if that movie really is about your poop. Favorite movie about poop, <laughs> you send it to the movie mixtape pod at gmail.com. I'm like 80% certain it's about poop. But... <laughs> so, that is a high percentage. Ex- ex- excited to hear what the, what the people have to say. <laughs> well,. This is an email from Tim Hamilton. He says, Hello, Dirk and Marcy! Exclamation mark. The new season of British Hi, British Bake Off is indeed on Netflix. <gasps> I want to talk about it, but my wife is out of town and I can't watch the show until she returns. Standard behaviour. That is Tim. Uh, enjoyed your talk about the prestige and I agree with Marcy that if I don't want to know if a movie has a twist, 
that I don't want to know if a movie has a twist. I went into that movie not knowing anything and enjoyed it greatly. I went into The Crying Game knowing there was a twist, but I was a much younger man and had no clue that ladies could have a willy. He's put here. He put that. I didn't put that. He put that. (laughs) (laughs) I do have a great story about seeing the Lord of the Rings animated cartoon, but no time today. Suck on that, you sucker. Loved him. Thank you, Tim. Thanks, Tim. All the way from Seddy Bimco. We were going to talk about the Bake Off, but I feel like we've talked for about 25 hours here. So maybe we'll save the Bake Off chat to start next week. What do you think, Marcy? I think we had to make this all about Jayla. Yes. I think we did a very good job. I think she would be happy with this episode. If you pick a Jennifer Lopez movie, that's got to be the main focus. Yeah. I oh, feel 100%. like Jennifer Lopez watches the British Bake Off. Okay? And <laughs> she's there. Like, oh my God. Sit down, Ben. Sit down, Ben. And she's like, oh, they've underproved that. That's That has not been in that drawer for enough time. And then it comes out and Paul's pressing on the sponge and she's going, oh, geez, overbaked, overbaked again. J-Lo is like that. J-Lo is like that. I can guarantee yeah. it. J-Lo's like all of us. J-Lo can do anything. Mm-hmm. She can bake. Yeah. She can do it all. She can bake. Trust thank you. Thank you for creating space for this JLo episode. It's, uh... Yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited. I, I just am so happy. Like I said, this is what you both yeah. brought to us. And boom, especially, you know, like Dirk was saying earlier, um, the whole point of this is to share movies we love with each other. And I, I could just feel, you know, you talking about Jennifer Lopez, but talking about this movie... Like, I really can feel how much you loved it. And, and thank you so much for sharing it. I, I mean, you got to share it with Sos earlier this year, and then you got to share it with us yes. just now. And thank you so much. Thank you guys for humoring me and watching this whack-ass, like, weird-ass movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is, <laughs> this is our mission statement, to share things we love with good friends and get to know each other a bit better. So it's perfect, perfect. It's been yeah. a blast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you so well, much for having us. This was so much fun. Oh, you're welcome. Oh, yeah, we can't wait to have you back. Yeah, we're You're so welcome. Um, <laughs> do we want to say what the next mixtape is? Yeah, I actually think so. I think this movie is a perfect segue into our next mix. So to, you know, kind of get with Halloween and October, um, our next mix is Final Girls. Ooh. Oh, fuck yeah. Where there's a final girl. Um, yeah, so Dirk, I, I think you get to pick the first one. Uh, did you decide on a movie? I did decide on a movie. Um, <laughs> now, I owned an ad about this because the last time I picked a movie that was probably in the same sort of vein as in The Love Witch, it has probably set records as the least listened to episode in the history of podcasts. But what? The Love Witch is so good. Listen to the episode. What are people doing? Uh, but I've decided <laughs> to go with my heart and I've picked a film called One Cut of the Dead. Which is oh, a okay. which is a Japanese film, which you know I like Asian cinema. But this is all I will say: this film is very much worth your time. You should not read anything about it. You should not watch any trailers. You should go in and you should just go in, sit down, watch it, knowing that you will be rewarded, even if it feels like you're not being rewarded at the time. <laughs> you will be rewarded. And I think nice. a few of our friends on Letterboxd have uh, watched it and it does get good ratings across the board. It is a great film. So we're going to watch One Cut of the Dead. Love that. Yeah, I'm very excited. This has been on my watch list for a while and it's actually streaming on Shutter. Ooh. So I will be checking that out very soon. Mm-hmm. So Thank cool. You. You're welcome. 
And that's it. We'll we'll, uh, be seeing most people next week, I guess, won't we? Yay! Yay! Thank you, Boom. Thank you, you, Salt. Thanks, guys. Thank you, guys. For the return of Film Hags right around the corner. Any day now. Any day now. You hear that, Danny? Yes. (laughs) Keep holding your breath, Danny. JK, love you, love you. Don't die. All right. right. Well, have a good one, guys. Bye. Bye. See you later. Bye. Have blimey suck on that, you suckers. Tape is a podcast hosted by Dirk and Marcy, mixed and edited by me. Our logo comes from Iron Tooth Design. Find us on Instagram at the underscore movie mixtape and catch new episodes on Wednesdays. Thanks for listening. Bye!